Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Amelia Mahasuk. Today we're taking a look at what the US bond market can tell us about the health of the world's biggest economy. Amy Keane talks to Capital Markets reporter Joe Rennison about the bond market as a recession indicator, what it is telling us today and why some well-known economists are questioning its merit as an indicator of a recession. Joe, how do you describe what the yield curve is and what it tells us about the state of the economy? Yeah, so the yield curve sounds a little bit like gobbledygook, right? But let's take it in two parts. Initially, we have yield, and the yield is what investors can expect to earn from holding a bond. And then we have curves. So why does this kind of thing related to a bond create a curve? Well, if you stack up all the different maturities of bonds next to each other on a chart, then you can expect to earn a higher return for holding a bond for longer. And so you get this kind of gradual sloping upward curve from short dated yields to longer dated yield. You'd expect to get a a lower return on a two-year bond than you would on a 10-year or even a 30-year bond. Yeah, all all things kind of being normal and kind of conditions, that's kind of a very loose way of putting it, yes. Uh, And it does create this kind of curve sort of structure on a chart. But Joe, the shape of the yield curve has also been a bit of an indicator of the health of the economy and whether or not recession looms. Yeah, that's right. Uh, It's definitely treated as an indicator, not least because it has preceded, or rather an inversion of this yield curve, where shorter dated yields rise above longer dated yields, has preceded every economic downturn of the last 50 years. It's been an incredibly reliable indicator of a coming recession. And so what does the yield curve look like today? Well, so today, it certainly looks a lot flatter than it did a year ago. It's not yet inverted, but there's about uh, 25 basis points difference between the two-year yield and the 10-year yield. That's down from about 100 basis points a year ago, and it's definitely trending lower. And it's kind of creating this concern, this consternation that maybe it will invert soon, some say even before the end of the year, and that that's now being sort of taken as a a warning sign, as it has been previously, that recession might be around the corner. But one of the reasons why we're having this conversation today is because some very well-known economists are saying, you know, we really shouldn't take this as, you know, a surefire sign of recession on the horizon. Can you break down some of these sort of counter arguments and how we should be thinking about what the yield curve is or perhaps not telling us? Yeah, there's always these naysayers every time the yield curve does invert. Always people who say, no, this time is different. Uh, the economic picture is different. The structural factors in the market are different. And therefore, this is no longer such a good indicator. And it's not just economists that say this, but there are some investors that say we should be cautious. Some policymakers, parts of the Federal Reserve, say we should be cautious. There's a lot of people saying that maybe it's not going to tell us the same thing that it has done previously. There's a few reasons for that. One of the biggest, probably, is the fact that after the financial crisis, the Federal Reserve began a historic bond buying program. They began to buy treasuries in the market. And the reason they tried to do that was because they wanted to suppress 
interest rates. They wanted to suppress longer dated interest rates, especially. And the way that mechanism kind of transferred through is that by virtue of the Fed buying so many treasuries, they became a very big source of demand and also reduced the supply for other investors. That pushes uh, prices higher and it pushes yields lower. And so that's not really changed very much yet. The Fed has begun to curtail the size of its balance sheet, but it's still very, very large. It's not been reduced by you know, a, a particularly sizable magnitude compared to where it was before. And so a lot of people say, well, because of the size of the Fed's balance sheet, because it is so large, and because it was directly constructed to keep interest rates lower, interest rates are lower, especially 10 year and, you know, longer dated interest rates are lower than they otherwise would be. Therefore, despite the yield curve getting close to being inverted, if you took away this kind of new construct of the Fed's balance sheet, the yield curve would be much steeper than it actually is. It's not a sign of economic growth flagging. It's not a sign of a slowdown in the economy. It's an artificial uh, flattening of the yield curve in that sense. So even Ben Bernanke has kind of joined in in this debate. and Former chair of the Federal Reserve. Former chair of the Federal Reserve. But he said that the yield curve might not be such a good indicator, partly because of... Uh, sort of bond buying programs across the world and the idea that quantitative easing is still happening in other parts of the world as well yes you know the who's right in this debate is 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 going to be seen i suppose it seems reasonable and it seems logical that perhaps there are these other things weighing on longer dated yields you know there's other factors as well such as the simple fact that treasury yields are much higher than most of the rest of the world which is still kind of you know, not as far along in its in its recovery as the US is, and therefore investors are attracted to buy treasuries. Yeah, the sort Again. of the hunt for yield is still on. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And so that demand naturally pushes yields a little bit lower. There's the sense that maybe trade disputes and uncertainty around tariffs means people look for sort of haven assets and treasuries are certainly a haven asset. So that could be keeping it lower as well. The kind of crux of what this kind of then comes down to really is whether the yield curve preceding uh, recession is a result of causation or a result of correlation. We know it's correlated. It's been correlated repeatedly as the economy has taken a nosedive previously. So the correlation aspect of it simply makes investors nervous. It makes them wary of what's about to happen. Whether it's necessarily a cause, I think that's what the Fed is currently trying to figure out. The argument for it being causal is that by raising uh, short-term borrowing costs above long-term borrowing costs, you inhibit lending activity. Banks will typically borrow at short-dated interest rates from depositors and people like you and I, and then they lend that money back out for much longer periods of time. So if they're not receiving as much interest on those longer dated loans as they're having to pay out on shorter dated deposits, then fundamentally they'll stop lending. And that's you know a big driver of sort of slowing down growth, slowing down credit creation, slowing down the economy more broadly. But we haven't really seen that yet. In fact, lending activity is 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 still running at a at a pretty nice clip. So the Fed is certainly 
alert to these signals. They're certainly looking out for signs that there is slowdown in the economy, that wages don't pick up, that inflation doesn't kind of really push through, all of these sorts of things. But until they get some kind of definitive confirmation that you know the economy is slowing, they're probably unlikely to stop uh, raising interest rates. For investors, the concern is, well, if they wait until it's kind of definitive and evidenced in front of them, it might be too late. As you say, only a matter of time before we really understand if the shape of the yield curve is causal or correlated to the next recession. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. That was Amy King talking to Capital Markets reporter Joe Renison in New York. You can read more of our markets coverage at ft.com. We've linked to Joe's recent story in the show notes for this episode.